0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with co-hosts Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I'm Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. And uh, this is our third episode as co-hosts now. It feels like it's only been about a week. but feels like it, man. But I, I like <laughs> being in their ear holes. I feel comfy here. This episode, I wanted to talk about the... Adam and Eve story, specifically the apple. I don't give a shit about the rib and all the other shit. Um, so I'll tell you exactly. So I want to tell about the plot hole. Yeah. And- well,
1: first, first, all, we should say, you know, you you jokingly just said that you were raised Catholic. I was raised, I say, ostensibly Jewish. I mean, Jewish with-ish doing a lot of work. And from a, a Mike you know, I'm, I'm atheist. I was kind of raised atheist. I did religion stuff just kind of because you did it culturally. Okay. I think we may have different interpretations of the story because it was taught differently in our religious heritages. So that'll be interesting as we go further. Just to put that out okay. of the way, that we I may have differences.
0: It, I, that would be awesome if we do. I think that the problem I'm about to point out is, is pretty yeah. Uni- universal. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have an idea in
1: my head of what it might be because I know the, when I hear a problem with the apple, I have one problem that pops in my head. So okay. let, let's see.
0: All right, so here's my. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna to talk about first. I'm gonna talk about my basic understanding of the of that part of the story, and then why I have a problem with that specifically. So, as far as I I understand, and I don't care if it was a serpent or not a serpent, that part's not that important to me. I don't care if it was the devil or not the devil. Something talked to Eve, said, "Hey, eat the apple that God said you shouldn't eat." Eve ate the apple she brought it to adam said hey let's eat the apple they both ate the apple and and they understood that they were naked and that that was bad and god got mad because he had told them not to eat the apple so here is my logical point problem with that story i'm gonna guess it's why did god get mad exactly if so or or no why why okay they thought being naked was wrong once they ate the apple, but God didn't want them to eat the apple. So like, and he knew they were naked. So like them eating the apple made them think it was wrong, even though you know, like, the, do you understand what I'm saying here? Like, okay. It's not, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Mine's more yeah. insidious. If I, like,
1: if I make a rule for you, and why was I, it already inherently wrong? Yeah. If nobody thought it was wrong, obviously God was okay with it. And right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, and then the only it would be like if I invited you over and said, "Hey, uh, don't eat any of my laundry." I don't. Uh, we won't say food because we're gonna make it uh, weird. I apologize every
1: time we talk
0: about this. So edible underwear. Realize. So, so I say that you come over and you like take a bite of of uh, edible underwear, and I go, "Well, it was edible, I guess, but I'm still mad because you didn't listen to me." Which I get that part. I get the like you weren't. Supposed I don't to eat get that part. We'll go back to it uh, when you're done with yeah, yours. That's fine. But it's, but logically, I get that part. How it forks. Like I told you not to do it. Why'd you do it? What I don't get is I didn't want you to know to that being naked was wrong. I wanted you to stay naked, and then and then I didn't want you to eat this thing that would make you th- know that being naked was wrong. Now that you ate the thing I didn't want you to eat, you know that na- being being naked was never wrong then.
1: That's what well, the point see, I'm trying to make. I, I I have a theory. Okay. That addresses that. Okay. And my theory goes back to the, to the text, right? So if you read the text, I mean, I, I read you know the translation and a translation of the Jewish scripture, not the Christian, not a Christian Bible Old Testament. So I don't know if there's some differences, but. Right. Um. It starts out with the macro view of day one, boom, day two, boom, day three, gets through day seven, and then it just backs up and says, now let's tell the story. God, God made a garden and made Adam, blah, blah, blah. Adam was lonely, so God made animals. He needed help take care of the animals, plucked out a rib, made Eve. Now there's Adam and Eve. Um, that's a story, right? But if you read, go back to that first part, the day-by-day part, he made the animals before he made Adam. In the first part of the story. Okay. Like when it's just going by day by day. Not only that, it says he made man, man and woman, he made them. He made both just together. Like maybe, you know, it's a, it's a big view of the story, but he doesn't say he made Adam and then later on made Eve. It's the one sentence. Well, that's Lilith. Maybe. Well, so here's this What if God made the earth, populated it with animals, populated it with people, then he said, you know what, I want a special little Place and he made the Garden of Eden, and he populated it with fruit—the the, the fruit of of life slash immortality, the fruit of wisdom. Then he made Adam a special guy there, and there's other people, and there has to be other people because their kids take wives. Abel gets sentenced to go live alone with people, and his first response is when he's kicked out of you know Eden, his first response. Is, oh no, Cain's response is uh they'll kill me. People will anyone who meets me will kill me. And I'm like why would he say that if they're the only people? Yeah. So already so perhaps if that's the case, that Adam and Eve are not the first man and woman, they're just the special ones. Um, or you could say all well, the Jews are descended from them and other peoples of the world are descended from the other ones, which I think some Jews spin it that way. But then being naked was already evil, but they were sweet and innocent, so they didn't know. Imagine like children. We we in our culture think it's wrong to run around naked, but we don't think it's wrong for a toddler to run around naked. So, right. when you get to a certain age and you realize I'm self conscious about being naked, that's what the story is talking about. How they got to the point where they realized through eating the fruit that they now suddenly they realized there's such a thing as good and evil and they're wrong for being naked together. And he right. didn't want them I mean, to realize that. That makes sense. My okay. issue though is. If they didn't know the difference between right and wrong, then they could not know it was wrong to listen to the serpent and disobey God, because they don't know the difference between right and wrong. So to get mad at them for eating the apple and punishing them is ridiculous. It's like punishing a toddler who doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. It's not Eve's fault. Eve was innocent. Of course, she believed the serpent, who, first of all, told her the truth, because God said, if you eat of the fruit of knowledge of, of good and evil, you will surely die. And the serpent said, no, you won't. You'll be fine. And she's like, and it tastes delicious. And she was like, really? And God was lying. Eating the fruit didn't kill them. The contrary, after they ate the fruit, he kicked them out of Eden because there's also the fruit of immortality in Eden. And he's like, now that you're like us, like gods, and you know the difference in good and evil, I don't want you to eat the tree of immortality's fruit and become immortal too. So I'm going to plant a cherub outside with a flaming sword to not let you back in. That's my issue with it. How do you blame them for disobeying when they didn't know disobeying was wrong?
0: True. That's a good point. But I just come down to like, we like, I think that that, Yeah, I didn't put as much thought into this as you did. Yeah, Uh,
1: Well, I mean, so it depends on your interpretation. If you say, if you're in a religion that says Adam and Eve were the first man and woman, and everyone is descended from them, which I know a lot of religions say, then your point is 100% correct. Why was it evil to be naked if they were the only naked people and they'd seen each other already? Makes no sense. Uh, If you interpret it my way, that perhaps all the people existed except the two of them were in a pristine state, then... Oh, uh, now you're like everybody else. Everybody out there knows good yes. and evil. They know right. it's wrong to be naked. I wanted you guys to be sweet and innocent the rest of your life. And now you ruined it. Right.
0: Okay. That, that makes
1: perfect sense. Yeah. So it all depends on how you interpret the story, if you, you know, which is tough because, you know, was it uh, Louis Black who said, Jews lie. We know we lie. Like we wrote the Bible for each other knowing no one's going to believe this shit. Like you're not supposed to. This is how we talk. And if you go back to Jesus, very distinctly said, you know, he speaks in parable, like his stories aren't meant to be believed. They're parables to learn from, that the non, the Gentiles will not be able to interpret these stories. So you can consider the Old Testament to a Jew. No Jew believes every story in the Old Testament. It, it just, we, it's not, it's, it's meant to learn from, not believe. And of course, as an atheist, I don't you know, take me further away from believing it. Yeah,
0: yeah that's true. Well, as as a Catholic, so we were largely taught that the Old Testament was metaphor. Um, a lot of the Old Testament was metaphor, which is really helpful at, uh-huh. co- at reconciling the real world with the Old Testament to say like, okay, yeah, like this is a metaphor and this is, you know, it the the a 7 really didn't 7 days because it saw
1: an angel and then tell the person riding it I stopped because I see an angel.
0: Yeah. The 7 days were, you know, uh a million years each or whatever. Yeah. Like that like those the metaphor really bridges a lot of the gap between reality and and the Bible I, and so like I didn't believe it from a realistic standpoint. I always just believed it as like even as even the metaphor of that part of the story just to me always felt like if there if there was an unwritten rule in a game that nobody knew about until you like opened a secret envelope that you weren't allowed to open then like it wasn't a real rule of the game like that's to me I mean but if you if you believe in um magic in a young girl's heart
1: yeah I'm done. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. No, but if you believe in, in like objective morality, you know, that there is morality that is objectively, you know, you know, there's objective period. Right. Yeah. Uh, more. And uh, there's, then, then it could be that, well, being naked is immoral. Okay. And they were exempt from that because they, they, 'Cause they were hidden from the fact that it's immoral. But then when they ate the fruit, they realized it was immoral. And like he wasn't mad at them for being naked. He was mad at them for knowing that it was immoral, because that meant they they ate the fruit. Gotcha. Like he wasn't mad because by the time he saw them, they were dressed. Like they made clothes out of fig leaves. And he was like, Well, why'd you make clothes? You're not supposed to know that you need clothes. You're my sweet innocent baby.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't believe in objective morality, but that does make sense if you do. So that works. Yeah. I get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think we're going to have, um, we may have to have our friend Aaron Rabinowitz, uh, our philosopher friend from Rutgers University come because he'll, he, he will convince you of objective morality. His statement really? will be, uh, well, I mean, you, you videoed his, his, his speech on it a couple of years ago. But one yeah. of the things he said is, you will not convince me there is any place in this world or any situation where being a Nazi and killing 6 million Jews is moral. There is okay. objective morality and that is objectively immoral.
0: Yes. I was going to say, I don't, I believe there are some objective morality issues, but there are some things that I would say like rape is never okay. I would say murder or killing can be not, I wouldn't say necessarily okay, but like unavoidable in certain circumstances. Rape is never okay. Being genocide is never okay. But I also think there's a whole bunch. A I just little
1: mean, genocide, though, a little bit.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Right. No, it's okay. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they like say there are Next things. Next week, I'll have a new co-host. Uh, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> I think i would say is there is things that that is. I say you do believe in objective morality.
0: Yeah. But there are okay. also
1: things. There is also things that people say is part of morality that really is sure.
0: You know, I I believe in objective morality. I don't believe all morality is objective. Right? Is that a that's a fair, Yeah, a fair I think
1: fair. that's reasonable. Like we, I mean some people get, say it's immoral to be naked, other people say it's am um, sex positive, it's totally fine to be naked.
0: Yeah. If we get Aaron on the podcast, I, I think that's a big get for this podcast. Uh I think we have 7 downloads from the last episode that aired so far. So We like, could probably I, get his
1: dad on. I'm friends with his dad.
0: He he was a speaker oh, for yeah. for TFS. Yeah. No, I would love to get Aaron on the show, and but like I, I don't know. I just I also would have to come a little more prepared than I usually do. Uh, <laughs> Guy who hosts his own two podcasts,
1: come on ours.
0: Yeah, or let us on your podcast, and you interview us about this podcast.
1: Well, one of my friends was on his podcast; who was just a listener, and all well, he I did f- was donate a kidney. So there is a path.
0: All right, I'll donate.
1: My friend Alex donated a kidney to a stranger in a kind of a chain thing where like, the, the person who needed the kidney had a friend or a relative who was willing to donate but wasn't a match. So they, so when, when they got um, Alex's kidney, their relative donated to someone else who had a partner who wasn't a match, who donated to someone else. So it was like four donations were set off by Alex just donating to a stranger without having a partnered person. He just started the chain of events.
0: That's awesome. Totally
1: altruistically. And yeah, so he was on talking about that, night that actually living his altruism, finding out that was something you can do. You can just sign up to donate a kidney to a stranger and you can live with one kidney. Um, a risk that if you ever have a kidney problem, you're in trouble. But he was willing to take that risk and donate. Um, so yeah, Alex is a great guy. Um, That's awesome. So we can, we can be on. If you just donate an organ, we can, I can get you on his show.
0: I love, I don't know if you are familiar with Hari Kandabolu.
1: Um, I, I, I've i had it in restaurants. I've never cooked it myself.
0: Yeah. No, he's a comedian, and he's got this amazing joke. Uh, he talks about, I think, I don't remember if he is Muslim or, I think I think he's pa- Pakistani, and I think he's Muslim. And he talks about how Judaism, Christianity, and, Mo- and Islam all come from the same, you know, root and and you know the same basic abrahamic religions and he and he says so basically you can look at christianity and is and islam as a sequel to judaism Mm -hmm. he goes and that's weird to fight about a sequel he goes like imagine it's like back to the future one two and three and you're like oh my favorite part of back to the future is the hoverboards where in back to the future does it speak of hoverboards there is one true back to the future (laughs) And every time I just think about that, it, it makes it
1: makes Mormonism awkward. like fan fiction.
0: Yeah. Mormonism is like the cartoon or Mormonism is Rick and Morty, <laughs> especially with Justin Roiland right now. I so the reason why I was I thought about this topic was I just got caught up and finished um, his Dark Materials, the, the show. Phil the, oh oh the, yeah
1: the, the show i was thinking the book but yeah.
0: okay. did you watch the show at all
1: um i haven't watched the, the the more recent i watched the first season i didn't watch the second season
0: okay yeah. and the third season just aired and the third season was the final they, they, they wrapped it up in in three seasons yeah. which i think it was three books yeah. so i think yeah it was it was which
1: if you haven't read you should read them if you ever have the time yeah. because as my friend wade who's a professor of english said it's his prose is almost like poetry. It's such a well written book. Like not just the story, just the the writing is 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 glorious to read.
0: Yeah, I really really enjoyed the show. I I can see reading the books. I I will try. I also, what well, the reason why it? So so in the in the it's a it's a bit weird to explain. So I won't get too much into it. But it's it's a fairly anti i would say it's more anti-religion than anti-god even though i know a lot of people kind of took it as anti-god but it's you know there's the bad almost guy very
1: specifically anti-catholic church almost oh, yes pretty, yes yeah. the
0: bad the bad guy in the in the books or in the in the show is modeled very specifically after the catholic church and i think like i remember when the the movie came out 10-15 years ago. So my mom worked at the Catholic Church at a Catholic Church and they used to get um, I cannot remember there was some newsletter and I, if I had to go out and visit her at work I would grab a free copy of the newsletter and Bill Donahue who is a piece of shit he wrote yeah, Catholic League. Their po- whatever their little pamphlet was, I would mm-hmm. grab the pamphlet because I it was before I discovered atheist podcasts, but and I was not an atheist yet, but I already knew I hated that guy, and so I would like <laughs> I would like hate read him, and so oh when, man, I hate
1: when you say that. I'm going to go read my devotional. Hold on.
0: Yeah, when the goal, well, I mean, even if you're a Christian, that guy sucks. Like I would say, even if you're a Catholic, that guy sucks. Um, That's but, absolute
1: moralism for you right there. It's, yeah, he sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, when the gold when the Golden Compass movie came out with what was it Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman? Uh huh. Yeah, when yeah. that came out, he wrote some piece about how it was a hit piece against the Catholic Church, and I didn't see the movie, so I, I can't speak to the movie. But speaking to the show, I would say, based on the structure of how they build the world, they could not have picked another religion specifically, like. Yeah, to to model after, like because the the in the book or in the show, the the government is the it's like a religious government in a way that has never on a scale that has never existed I, other than the Catholic Church. I mean, they could in, have if they the made world.
1: everything like Arab culture instead of
0: European right. culture, they could have made
1: it a Muslim thing, but it doing it right. with a white culture and, and, and a european culture to yeah. it it had to be the catholic church
0: yeah right but also like even i would say like it, i got the feeling that within that world they weren't just they weren't just a group that was a nation state they were at least yeah. the continent and i don't think that that the that, that islam has had that, yeah, I much, mean, that the, level of the way control. it was written it had to be the catholic church. i mean you could have written mm-hmm. a similar story
1: with just different framing, but they certainly wrote it there. Though, right. if I remember correctly, and it's been a long time since I watched the movie, I don't think the movie even got there. Yeah, you know, like I because because if you think about the trilogy, I'm assuming that the if the TV series, which I haven't watched the later ones, the first season is not really about the church. You know, the first, like the first book is not about the church so much. It's there. But it's yes. it's it's the later ones where you realize the church exists on multiple dimensions of Earth and it controls all of this. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't feel very churchy. I don't think the first, the movie, I don't think felt churchy at all. I think right. Donnie was, was knowing what the books held and not wanting the sequels to exist because yeah. they go there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the second, I would say the second one and then into the, the second one is, where they where the church is the worst the second season is where the church is the worst and then the third one the church is still terrible and but it's not the main focus anymore at the third season it does become uh this is not a real god this is someone faking and and trying to keep us kowtowed to to uh you know being ignorant and stupid to maintain his power but he is not god He's not what he claims to be. And Why does God need going... a starship? You know what? A starship. Why oh, does yeah. God a starship? Yeah. So, I will a say... Star so... Trek
1: reference for you, everybody. It's a Star Trek V, the worst of the Star Trek movies. Uh... Oh.
0: I have not seen any of the movies. I've seen some of the shows, but...
1: <laughs> we're not the same oh. age.
0: No. One thing that I thought was interesting with the show, and, and I've seen some you know, it's been a big thing on Instagram the last year or two that I've seen. And maybe it's existed for a while and I haven't known, but the, the realistic imagery of angels from what the description is in the Bible. Uh-huh. And while they don't do that in the show, they're way closer to, I mean, there is, they're, they're weird. They're fucking weird looking in the show. They, and they're supposed to be like, Oh, you're, they're so beautiful. And it's like, I'm looking at it and they look weird, like almost like aliens. Oh, they're four um, vorlons
1: yeah i'm older than you sorry Is the from... best science fiction tv show ever babylon 5 oh it's a reference never mind don't worry. go yeah. ahead sorry spoiler oops spoiler if you ever watch the show forget i said it
0: yeah but might no, they just yourself. have these i don't know I, they weren't like i would love to see something where they take religion and they make actual angels and like show us like like, something along the lines of what his Dark Materials does, where it, it, like, entertains, it's good for those of us who don't believe, and then it, like, puts some specific, like, let's let's put these fucking monsters in <laughs> that are described, and you're thinking of just, like, the most beautiful woman you've ever seen with wings, and, you know? <laughs> and, like, nope, we're putting fucking eyeballs everywhere.
1: <laughs>
0: Swords for mouths, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's funny. His Dark Materials, I think, I love the concept of it that in the main world that we're focusing on, and the way the first book takes place, their souls are external to them You know, in the form of yeah. their animal familiars, right? And it's so funny that they're like when they come to our Earth, quote unquote, they're like, what do you mean you can't see your soul? Like, ew, how do you live that way without knowing you have a soul?
0: Yeah. So I have a running uh, running so I, I have I, I love the the conspiracy theory that the birds are fake. I just think it's hilarious.
1: Birds are not real. I'm with you.
0: Yeah. So I love, I think it's hilarious. So at work, I have this running joke about that. And then we got a new girl at work and I was saying something to her. I'm like, have you heard the conspiracy theory? And she like, I don't think she believes it, but she's really good at like keeping a straight face and being like, no, have you ever seen a baby pigeon before They They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> she's like really good at it but like so we've been talking so much about conspiracy theories at work recently i it's the point where i've actually i think i may want her to come on the show and talk about conspiracy theories because she's so funny about it but um we were talking about conspiracy theories the other day and nobody had heard the theory that uh katie perry is john benet ramsey have you heard that theory <laughs> no but i love it <laughs> they and and they were like, "What? I've not heard that." I'm like, "No, I'm. I'm like, you got to keep in mind when I talk about conspiracy theories, I'm not, I don't believe them. I'm not trying to pitch them to you. I'm just saying they are entertaining. They can be really fun." And I'm like, "I will preface anything with this one actually has some credibility or something if I think it does." But yeah. I'm like, "The John Benet Ramsey one has zero credibility," and they're like, "Well, I don't. I are you sure that's a real one?" And I'm like, "I Googled, and so I pull it up, and." The first thing that comes up is this Google image of the picture of jo- the, the famous picture of John Benet Ramsey and some random picture of Katy Perry. And they've blurred their faces over each other. they both have blue
1: eyes. It's but solid. They,
0: but they didn't bother to like resize either picture to match. Mm-hmm. So it's John Benet Ramsey's head is like seven or eight times as big as Katy Perry's little head and they've got their noses lined up and that's like literally the only Tiger alien
1: that <laughs> Katy Perry's face is coming out of her tongue.
0: <laughs> it, it, like literally is just this ridiculous thing. And I'm like, I actually can kind of see the similarity for the first time ever based on this fucking <laughs> terrible Photoshop job. But um, have you told them about the Finland conspiracy? I haven't heard about the Finland conspiracy. What do you it think was- Finland is? It's a country.
1: No, it was made up by the Japanese (laughs) in World War II. There's no country, Finland.
0: Yeah, good. There was a
1: Citation Needed episode about it. It's basically someone on Reddit. There was a Reddit thread on what is something your parents told you that you later discovered was a lie. Yeah. And this guy told this thing. My parents told me Finland didn't exist. And he explained this whole theory of why Finland didn't exist. And people were convinced by him, and he was saying this was something my parents told me that was a lie. But it took on a life of its own that he convinced people, or at least they play that he did, whether he did or not. And, um, but I think it—I think it's kind of like flat earthers who went into it as a joke and then drank the Kool Aid and believed it. Yeah. I, I think it's like that. People believe there's no Finland because there was a joke about you know there being no Finland but That's it's really awesome. funny. It's a whole thing that it's the Japanese started as a trade route thing. It, it, it
0: doesn't really exist. Nice. We were, we were talking about, um, so that You're coworker, research, you can bring it to work. <laughs> yeah. That coworker, she was saying to me, Oh, do, do you, you know, are you going to tell Logan about the birds not existing or whatever conspiracy? Theory? I, said, I don't, He doesn't need to believe in conspiracy theories. And she goes, you don't want him to believe in a little bit of conspiracy theories. I'm like, believes in jesus does that got one (laughs) and and she's muslim so she was like yeah that counts (laughs) and uh so now we uh the conspiracy theory thing i just think is hilarious but i i so going off on a second tangent from the first tangent uh so my a person in my life who i will not say their relationship to me because i don't want to out them is i think is a 9-11 truther i can never tell if they're being honest or not um my their their spouse who i'm also close with has told me they don't know if he is being serious or not so i g- genuinely can't tell but one day <laughs> we were having a meal and he started telling me about how 9 11 wasn't true, and or or was a conspiracy. I it was conspiracy. Uh, you know, and what the story that we've been told isn't true. And I don't know, and I don't really give a shit, honestly. But I also didn't want to like have the conversation. So instead of having the conversation, I when he was done with his like couple opening sentences to gauge my reaction, I said, "I don't believe 9 11 happened." and he's like what and i was like i was in new york city 3 weeks before 9/11 which is true i went to the top of the of the um empire state building with my grandfather and my sister and my grandmother and we looked out at the skyline and i don't remember seeing two towers i have no recollection of seeing them on the new york city skyline so obviously like i know the date september 11th 2001 happened but I don't believe that there was anything that really happened that day. And he is just looking at me. There's nothing better than
1: to one up a conspiracy theorist.
0: (laughs) He's looking at me like he doesn't know what, where to go. And he's like, what the, what the fuck are you talking? And I was like, and I just wait, I held it, I let it sit there for a minute and he's just, he literally doesn't know how to react. And it was amazing. And finally I go, I go. I I heard a comedian that said you always have to double down when you're yeah. talking to a conspiracy theorist. I said, and I and I always was curious was to whether or not it worked. And thank you, it does work. It me.
1: works, yeah.
0: <laughs> and my next one, I really want to meet somebody who thinks the moon landing was fake, so that I can be like, you believe in the moon? <laughs> Except yeah, that no. I I don't think flat earthers actually believe in the moon, so that's not like a crazy thing anymore.
1: Yeah, there was um, there's a podcast. Be reasonable, um.
0: Yeah, done in, Marsh, Michael, Michael Marsh,
1: yeah, and um, he uh, he had a guy on once who was a flat earther who believed in every conspiracy. Like he goes, you know, he believes everything. He believed, and he said that I believe all the, and he goes except one. And Marsh thinks for a second. He goes, you don't believe on the of the of, you don't believe in the human face on Mars. And he goes, right. He goes because you don't believe that Mars exists. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>
1: that's fucking
0: incredible it's <laughs> the best uh i love uh that's the thing is like if we could enjoy conspiracy theories as entertainment and not as something people actually believed i think i think they would have great value to our culture like like if they were just like fun movies that we were like yeah you you know or like with mytholo- like you know we've talked about it before you and i've talked about it before for the most part there's not too many people who believe like Zeus was an actual God anymore. Like that's, that's kind of, a uh, day. I,
1: I didn't until Thor love and thunder. And now that I've seen him on film, I know he's real.
0: True. That's a good point. But, but like if, if, if conspiracy theories were that, where it was like, this was that, the, you know, this weird little niche culture thing for a while. And now, now we can understand it as like a, you know, it no longer, no longer exists in people's like people don't no longer believe this but like then i think it would be really they'd be really entertaining because they because there there's a lot of fun ones you know everybody likes to talk about like oh jfk was in a in a lincoln when he was shot uh at, and, and lincoln's lincoln. made by ford and, and for,
1: Ken- it, kennedy had a secretary named lincoln and lincoln had a secretary named kennedy, kennedy yeah yeah, but so, there's also thing we, like you can take almost any two people and if you do enough research on them, find okay. ten things in common, you know?
0: Yeah, but that doesn't make it less entertaining. It's still yeah. You yeah, know. yeah. I mean, ultimately, I used to love those books, the
1: strange but real books, like I get them from yeah. Scholastic at school. I loved them. I didn't think anything of it, but I like it didn't convince me, but I loved
0: them. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: I once posted um a YouTube video to my Facebook page, and uh Facebook is a thing that young people used to use and now old people use. And right. and uh and Same it was thing said about YouTube. Yeah. The, the thumbnail was uh, Neil Armstrong on the moon. And you can see kind of the reflection of the flag he planted in his face mask, you know, place, face plate. And the heading, you know, was something like video proof the moon landing was faked. And I posted saying, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but oh my God, this totally convinced me. I can't believe this is true. And, uh, buddy of mine, who's a very blue collar guy, really smart, but you know, not formally educated wrote, Matthew, I can't believe you let me down like this. I can't believe you're another college educated person who just believes idiocy. I don't, you know, he's going off on me. And I wrote back and I said, Chuck, you clearly did not watch the video. You have not addressed one single point they made. The video is undeniable and you have clearly not watched it. Yeah and the next role yeah exactly it zooms in and then it becomes rick astley and his next post and he's someone i did comedy with was i apologize profusely i am now a believer you've got me convinced
0: yeah my um one of my friend, best friends from high school uh he he told this his one of oh his sister-in-law at their wedding told this story so uh, he got married in August, and um, so he, he's a really liberal, leftist guy like like me. And his wife's family are all liberal and probably close to leftist. And they've been dating since right before the pandemic started. I think maybe. They Do maybe you believe in the pandemic? Yeah. So anyway, so he started dating. Maybe they may have started dating during the pandemic. I'm not. I can't remember the timeline. But so she was telling us the story about how, you know, when they started dating, Wes got invited into the uh, into their group chat with, just you know, the brothers and sisters and brothers and sisters in law. Um, And like he was the new guy. And and the very first thing he he like um, texted them all in the group chat was like, hey, guys, there's some really good points here on why we should like avoid getting vaccinated. Like there's some se- se- severe um, con- uh, side effects that I think need to be considered. And it just lingered in their group text for like days. And then finally his <laughs> his his, his now wife, then girlfriend was like, guys, I really think Wes made some good points or w- Wes's article that he shared made some good points. You need like... Really and nobody, remember. nobody clicked on it, right? And nobody clicked on it because they're like, "Jesus Christ, this guy's like a fucking wackadoodle." And they click it, and it's like it was Rick rolling them. And they, they then they were like, "Okay, he's in." Yeah,
1: he's in. Like, it's like, it's like you click on it. It says, "There's no fucking reason. Get vaccinated." You know. I, that kind
0: of I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so that's funny. So many people don't know if they should take you serious or not. I get that yeah. all the time. Amazingly.
0: No, I get it too. Yeah, it's yeah. My, I, I, we, I do want to do a conspiracy theory episode, but I want. Well, it.
1: I, I was thinking the name of this episode has to be "The Garden of Eden and Other Conspiracy Theories."
0: No, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, Garden of Eden and Other Conspiracy Theories, or yeah, Eve. Let's. It's, it's, it's a great clickbait title. Like, how is that a conspiracy theory? And it's not. It's, you know. <laughs> but it's yeah. what we talked about. It's where we devolve to. I mean, you could make the argument that it's a conspiracy theory. It's, yeah, well, I mean, like, like, Logan believes in Jesus. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I told Sarah that. Sarah's basically on the same page, except that she actually believes in Jesus. So, like, she has very few problems with some of that stuff. Um, she obviously doesn't want me to, like, tell him. There is no God, which I don't do, but, but
1: yeah, our our biggest we always get concerned about, like you know, the kids, but like if they just say they're hind, they're half Hindu, half Jewish, nobody, no kids want to talk religion with them, you know. For some reason, it's okay not to believe in Jesus if you believe in something else, yeah, which is always weird to me. But our biggest issue was when um we had a neighbor, uh, a kid in the neighborhood who had brain cancer. And it was very terminal, like he was not doing well. Yeah. And Leah came, Leah came in and said her friends are all mad at her. Why? Because they told them that, the kids told Leah, their parents said we need to all pray for him because he's very sick and they need to pray for him so he can get better. And Leah's response was, my parents told me he's going to die so we should play with him a lot and make his last days as happy as we can. Yeah. And then parents were mad at us that Leah said that. And we were like, but it's true, right? Like you guys know right. that he's going to die and your kids are going to think they didn't pray hard enough. It's their fault. Yeah. Like maybe you need to be realistic with your kids because they're not going to escape this. Like we, we know he's terminal.
0: Right. Yeah. But let's be honest for a second. It was their fault.
1: <laughs> I mean, Yeah. What was worse was a couple of years later, on the anniversary of his death, somebody posted in the, the neighborhood Facebook page, um, which caused my wife to leave the neighborhood Facebook page because she couldn't handle it. Um, today's the anniversary of, I won't say his name, um, but child winning his battle with cancer and going to heaven. My <laughs> mother Jesus. was just like, I cannot. And she left the Facebook page because she could not be part of that conversation of people no. like liking it and agreeing.
0: No. Oh, it's so rough. It's been rough to like, when people in my, so like, you know, I, I'm not fully, uh, we've talked about this before, but I'm not like fully out, out. Like I, I, I'm not hiding who I am, but I'm also just not necessarily going to family events with a shirt that says I'm an atheist on it. So like, when people have, you know, there's been a couple of deaths recently. And when I'm talking to family members, I, I'm just like, I am thinking about you. And like, it's so awkward because I don't want to say like, you know, like I, I don't want to say I'm I'm praying for you, which seems like, still seems like the most natural. It just seems natural to lie and tell them what I want to hear. But it also feels like, A, it's dishonest. And B, I think they all know that I'm not praying for them. So like, then it feels fucked up too. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this weird thing
1: I thought it was really interesting that when um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, because she was Jewish, people went out of their way to use the Jewish um, condolences, which is may her memory be a blessing. Yeah. And that like, became a really popular in the, uh, for a while after she died. And I see it when other Jewish figures you know, die now, like on social media, you'll see may their memory be a blessing. And, uh, and I always like that because it's, not, I mean, ble- the word blessings in it, but it's not religious. It's their memory be a blessing. Like you, you know, it yeah. be maybe may a good, you know, you know, let them live on in your memories and enjoy their me- your memories of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I do want to talk about one thing now that we're talking about atheism specifically, and maybe this is an atheist podcast. It is. It is apparently, according <laughs> to my Christian wife, it's incidentally atheist. Podcast.
1: Welcome to yeah. incidentally atheist with Michael and Matt.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think that I have reached the stage of atheism with my mom where, you know, like on old, like sitcoms, I'm trying to think of an example that I, I can't think of a specific example, but I, if I, once I describe the thing, you're going to know what I'm talking about, which is like on shows, I want to say like early two thousands. Like if a guy, a character was trying to come out as gay to a parent they would just like not let him get the words out even though everyone knew what he was about to say or they would leave the room do you know what i'm talking about like yeah i like got the ellen
1: show and it was going to be a big deal they were like i'm i'm lebanese like because she couldn't say oh yeah name.
0: no no but like i'm not saying like the show wouldn't let i'm saying the parents themselves would like yeah, you know or like okay. go in the other room i, but but like everyone is, so
1: I won't let you say it. i'll cut you off each time
0: so i was with family this past weekend in massachusetts and my, it was just a couple of us and my, it, the topic turned to religion. And I was, it, I was on such good behavior. Just so you know. like, I was not like, I was not challenging anybody. I was like, I'm not going to get into a fight. I don't want to bother anybody. I just want to hang out with some family members. But, and I was just, all I asked was, oh, which church are you going to? Like It wasn't about to like launch into a thing and it didn't get in. It didn't go anywhere bad. But as soon as the topic of religion came, my mom like scooted out of the room. And I was like, I was like, oh, Oh, okay, mom. (laughs) So I feel like I'm now like, I'm not, I want to just be like, I'm an, oh, she left the room. Mom, I'm an, oh, she left the room. Like, I just feel like (laughs) that. But I, I don't, I have no desire to like, if she asked me about it, I would be honest with her. But I have no desire to like, be like, mom, I'm an atheist. Or, you know, to upset her. I just think it's funny because we've gotten to that like sitcommy like she's she uh,
1: tested and doesn't want to have the conversation. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, like so, I get it. He's your roommate. I get it. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> like I, you know, and I get. I think I'm at that point where where she's like, "All right, there's nobody. You don't think there's anybody upstairs." we're good. Like we don't need to ever acknowledge it uh, verbally.
1: And and it's like, um, you know, I know you used to listen to Dilla hunty, Matt Dilla hunty a lot. And like, he says that all the time. Like, it's not a conversation you have to have, you know, like it's, you have your belief or disbelief. They have theirs and you can choose to share that, but you don't have to, if it makes them happy not to know, let them not know. know?
0: Yeah, no, I, that's how I feel. I mean, it's tough because my mom married a guy who doesn't believe in, God, but like he's not specific. You know, my dad's not specifically an atheist. He won't, he would not use that word for himself. But so, like, it's not like she hasn't encountered atheism. It's just a matter of like, and and I like I, I have not gone, I've not tried to tell her. Like, I'm not trying to come out to her. I'm just trying to leave it alone. But I thought it was funny that the second religion came up. It, I've never seen my mother move so fast.
1: It, it it could you you might say it in this conversation, so I better get out of the room. Yeah. Yep. So. It's funny. I, I uh, had a dinner, work dinner in November. Uh, I was in Salt Lake City on business, and my boss, my boss's boss from France was in, and we're at dinner, and it was kind of a family style setup, like they, you know, bring us plates of things to share, and um, at our table they brought out like um, I don't remember a beef dish of some sort, yummy, 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 and then a plate of salmon, and my boss, my VP, you know, took some salmon, then she handed it to me, and I just picked it up with two fingers and moved it over to a French co-worker of mine and said, I don't eat fish. And he goes, uh, oh, is it because you're Jewish? And I'm like, no, no, Jews eat fish. I just don't. I mean, except for Jew fish. Like, if you smoke that salmon, I'll eat it. But, you know, I'm not eating it like that. And my <laughs> VP turns to me, and she says, so are you, are you very religious? And as I turn to look at her, my direct manager, whom you know, is sitting across. And she's like a churchgoer. And we have never really talked religion. But she looks up and starts to laugh. And I'm like, oh, apparently she knows that I'm an atheist. Like just me and other people at work know. It's not a secret. Yeah. But we've never discussed it because I know she's religious. I don't want to offend her in any way. But she's like waiting for my response. So I'm like, I didn't realize she knew. And I look at my my, my VP and I said, I am the least religious person you ever met. And when I say the least religious person, I mean the least religious person. (laughs) And she just laughed and everyone at the table laughed and went on happy, happy, happy. But I was like, like,
0: well, let me tell you, I'm on the board of directors of an atheist organization.
1: (laughs) I don't need to go that far, but I'm the least religious person.
0: I, I was talking today with coworkers about you and, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm recording tonight. And, um, I had the same conversation, except my coworkers met you.
1: <laughs> yeah, half of them did.
0: Yep, yeah, I know. Um, not the new guy, but uh, yeah, There's it was two new most... people who don't know you. Oh yeah. But, you know. but uh, so I was talking about you, and then I said, uh, "I was." I don't know if I've even told you half of this. So I, I, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, so my first, so I, for listeners, Matthew was my boss for about a almost so six, nine months. Six, so I was your boss for six months and yeah. then you moved to the other group for Department, six months, yeah.
1: but still yeah. two desks away from me.
0: Yeah. Um, but dur- you know, during that time you were my boss, the, the first day at the job, you're I'm working for you. And at the end of the day you came over and you said it more straight faced because you know, I didn't know you yet and I didn't know how humorous and uh, you take life and you said to me uh something like if you if you don't screw me over i'll give you a good recommendation when this is all over but you gotta not suck or something and i just remember being like all right and i like went <laughs> home and sarah was like how was your first day i'm like my boss said like this and i was like and she was like oh that's weird i'm like and she's like it's just a temp job just like you know just it's like because when i, I directed
1: improv anyone's first show i always said okay go out there and don't suck like that's literally what i told everybody as my pep talk don't suck yeah
0: be funny i didn't you know and now looking back because i know you it's like hilarious but at the time i was like (laughs) nervous and she was like yeah it's a temporary job like how how, like how bad can it be and then like less than three or four days later we're at lunch with Uh um i can say someone's first name right or no sure say melissa melissa we were at lunch with melissa (laughs) and uh and you said something about like going to a triangle free thought thing or something and i was like what is that and you're like oh it's an atheist organization and i said and you
1: said do you listen to any podcasts
0: (laughs) yep and i yeah exactly i remember well and i said because i listened to cognitive dissonance And you said i know tom and cecil i'm the one who gave them the
1: donuts in hickory north carolina
0: yeah, when because I remember that episode when they're like a listener. I don't remember them saying Matthew, but I remember them saying a listener came and saw us at the show at the show or the the convention, con- yeah, convention, and gave us donuts because they were still having that. But I didn't remember that part of the story. I didn't mention that part of the story when when I to my I didn't want to get into the backstory with all my coworkers, but I said something like I like, yeah. As soon as I said it, he's like, I know them. I've met them several times now, and. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, and you know, yeah, immediately. They, I
1: um gave Cecil his second favorite donut. Like he had his top five list, and one of the donuts I gave him hit didn't knock off number one, but it became number two. And so knocked the whole nice. list down.
0: All right. So we will uh we will see all of you or we will hopefully all of you will come back and listen to us talk about slut shaming and morality policing and In general, basically, it's your
1: morality on other people.
0: Sticking your nose in other people's business, which uh, I will
1: shame. I don't think you should be sticking your nose up into someone else's business.
0: uh, Ah, if that's what you, if that's what you like to do, I mean, no, but that's where I draw the line. As a Jew,
1: nose things is where I draw the line. I feel it's anti-Semitic to stick your nose in places.
0: I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's unavoidable for people with noses like yours and mine to not kind of get it in there a I know bit. all the
1: time, all the damn time. You know what? It's 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 it makes it lighter too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're sixty nine. Um. <laughs> my nose hairs are like look bleached, frankly. <laughs> this part is definitely getting left. <laughs> I'm going to cut because I don't even remember if that was the first episode we recorded that we mentioned the like that part. But I'm definitely leaving this in regardless of whether or not I take the rest of that out so that they're like, wait, did they just talk about 69ing and bleaching nose hairs? Like, what that does is that cool. mean? Yeah, this You episode... got to be a Patreon to get
1: all the edit- unedited stuff, which we don't have yet. But yeah. one day there'll be jokes that you can get.
0: Also, can we just pick some of those podcast sponsors that we don't think sound good and just start saying they're sponsoring without actually getting any money from them? Just what, when we're we talking about 69ing and nose hair bleaching brought to you by BetterHelp.
1: <laughs>
0: brought to you by Christian health ministries brought to you by stamps.com <laughs> Mushroomstamps.com, That is uh,
1: WGF pod at checkout.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you again for listening to us. If you're still here, you must be a fan. And so please hit subscribe. Please give us a good review. Please don't mention that we were talking about our nose hairs being bleached by lady juice. Uh, That would be great. And if anybody in my family is listening, I am sorry, not for the atheism, but for basically everything else that's come out of my mouth on this episode.
1: Can't wait to be in your ear holes next week.
0: Yeah. See ya.